This episode is being recorded out of Shop Talk Podcast Studios in Oak Park, Michigan. For more information, visit www.shoptalkpod.com. Pink suits with hats to match. Big cracker dolls and Cadillacs. You looking for the fattest sacks? This is where it's at. Windows tinted, seats for lyric line. Keep the hands on the burner, cause niggas know that it's money on Yo, what up, though? It's your man, Jake Johnson, a.k.a. the Tinfoil Hat Titan, a.k.a. the Conspiracy Realist, a.k.a. the Technology Snob, Steve Jobs Jr., Don't Text Me With Your Green Bubbles, a.k.a. I Only Debate My Equals, Everybody Else I Teach, also known as Juice, because all the hoes say, J.U. Ice, Young Caesar, because you know you can't roam without me, Mr. If You Don't Like Me, Fight Me. I got kicked out of Noah's Ark because they couldn't find another animal just like me. A.K.A. the West Side T'Challa, the new leader of Wakanda. Don't debate me, debate your mama. I am the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. What up? What up, Don? It's your man Dame going wild, the West Side landlord, the pride of PA, high chief Dame don't fuck around, the liquor store legend, the corner store conquistador, your mama's favorite Dame, and the David Ruffin of the Shop Talk podcast because you know who the fuck they came to see. Not you, Otis. It's no better than these four letters. Thank God for Dame. And if you're speaking on Dame, you better say it nice. And bitch, if you don't put the boss in front, then you're not saying it right. Let's go. Welcome back. Shop Talk Podcast, episode 140. We back up in this bitch. Hell yeah. On you hoes. A term that I, I coined. No, you didn't. I'll tell you what happened with this shit. I heard you tell the story before. You didn't come up with on you hoes. I did not come up with on you hoes. However, I saw Marv One posted long, long time ago. Okay. And then I started saying it. And then everybody else started saying it because I'm a trendsetter. That's how the story fucking goes. Did it on Twitter. So you took another nigga's shit and you made that shit sweet. You made it a hot line and made it a hot song. Oh, okay. I mean, that, and I'm not bullshitting. That's how it happened. Bro Spit made the song. And then he on made it. I mean, that's, was it a hot song? Come on, man. I, I like to get them brothers up in here. I don't even want to throw them type of shots. I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> it wasn't the shot. I'm just asking if it was. Anyway, no, it no. wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Shit. And he spelled it wrong. How do you spell on you hoes wrong? Didn't spell it right. Okay. Um. But anyway, dog, how was your week, brother? Our uh, week was fucked up. You know, I, I think I busted the ball joint on my ride. So it's been sitting in the parking lot. I mean, sitting at the crib. Not winning at life. Uh, no, I'm I'm motherfucking excelling in life. Did you have to get out in the cold to fix the ball joint? No, nah, nigga, I'm not. I'm. I don't even want to perpetrate like I'm handy because I'm not. Like if I can pay a nigga to do it, that's what I'm gonna do. So how'd you get to work? Oh, I drove on the bitch. It was linked like a you know a base head up against the stop sign, but I drove on that motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, man. It'll be cool till Monday. I just had to get paid, so I'm gonna throw the bitch in the shop on Monday. All right. And hopefully I didn't do like two grand worth of damage to the underneath of that hoe. I'm pretty sure. I mean, our roads already fucked up. The weather ain't participating. We go from what negative fifteen to fifty five. I think that's a win though. Negative fifteen to fifty five. Back to five. Yeah, yeah. That I I was saying before we before we fucked up because like in real life this is the second time we've done this shit. Yeah, but before we <laughs> fucked up, but I slipped and fell on that ice because. I wasn't believing. So I came outside to start my car up. And you you see how my porch is. Yeah. And I just stepped out onto the porch with blind faith. 
and slid down all three of the motherfucking steps. Yeah, you are probably the clumsiest nigga I know. Can't be. Can't be. It is. It's Can't be. You know niggas from Joy Road. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know niggas from Joy Road. Whoa, slow your road. I mean, I know y'all can't help where y'all grew up at. Slow your road, tank top. Slow your road. <laughs> I know y'all can't help growing up in Warrendale. Nigga grew up in uh, North Rosedale Park talking about some Joy Road shit, dog. Are you... My my, you can't put no chinks in this armor. All right, fam. I'm bulletproof. Anyway, man. Uh, so last week, uh, we talked about some other shit, right? We talked about that Jesse Smollett, whatever that nigga shit name is. He called himself the Gay Tupac. Like he said that he said that himself at his concert. He did like a show like last Saturday or something, and he said, "I am the Gay Tupac." Why? Would a why would a why would a motherfucker call us the gay Tupac? I mean, the nigga said it. Like we can pull up the YouTube video, splice the bitch in right here. Well, in another chapter of shit, I was right about uh, the uh, Chicago police said they're gonna charge this nigga with charging um, with making a false report because that shit ain't never fucking happened, dog. No, oh, I'm cool with that. Talking about and they got attacked by two guys in Trump hats and. Put a noose around his neck. So they said, look, fam. Pour bleach on him. Tell him this was MAGA country. They said, we we went through hundreds of hours of videotape. And they say they got this nigga on videotape walking down one street perfectly fine. And then, like, he turns a corner and then the new camera angle, he got a noose around his neck now. Like, fam, you did that shit yourself, dog. Niggas just carrying around nooses in their coats. Like, and they said he had like salt, like ice salt from the street and shit, but it was only on the top part of his coat and shit. Like, nigga, you made your, like, I don't know what happened, but like, you made this whole shit up, fam. No. He the gay Tupac. Man, I would. Whose man's is this? We giving it away that early? No, I got a real one, but whose man's is this? Oh, okay. What makes that nigga relevant besides being on power? I mean, I, I mean, uh, not power, but uh, Empire. the Lucia show. We'll make that nigga relevant besides that. He gay? I don't think being gay is that important these days. I mean, it's clearly the most important thing. That's I mean, nigga come out of the closet, they, here, take a bag. Is here. it that simple to get the bag? Just I say, mean, look, I, if you want to be a funny nigga on Instagram, put on a fucking wig. Oh, man, I'm not with that wig shit. I'm not with that wig shit. I'm not with none of this I'm shit. I'm not endorsing none of that shit. And like, niggas that think that shit is funny, I'm not with it. Like, and I've seen comedians have been doing that shit for decades, but I'm not with it. Still not funny. Martin S. Shanene was kind of funny, though. And Mama Payne. I mean... <sighs> Big Mama's house was kind of hilarious. Kind of hilarious. Kind of. I'm not, I wasn't a fan of Big Mama's house. Okay. No, I, I'm not fucking with that shit. Uh, but anyway, man, we got a we got a, we got a special guest in the building this week, man. And um, you know, all of my guests, <laughs> all of you, everybody that you bring on the show is from Joy Road. Uh, we That's let, how y'all niggas network. <laughs> uh, we let our guests introduce themselves, man. Shit, man, Mo Corleone, man. Well, you know, one half of Refresh Clothing Brand, man. RMG the label. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up, man. Welcome, my brother. Had a Thank chance you, to, to play through the project, man. I was oh. I was impressed. I oh. was impressed. Oh man, that means a lot coming from you, cuz. <laughs> yeah. For real. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. Um, it's a dope project, man. We get into that and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. Multifaceted. Oh, you know so what I'm saying? Cool. I'm here. Yeah. So uh last week we was talking about uh Black Friday. And um so what we doing 
is we I took the idea from Killer Mike, but on Fridays I just buy black, uh, support a black owned business. Um, so today I went to uh, Spud Heads, right on Six Mile. Fucks with Spud Heads. Yeah. And um, I'm going to probably just do it all weekend, but like every Friday, go support something black. Okay. Go to webuyablack.com as well because it's black everything on that motherfucker. Yeah, it is. But, It'll point you in the right direction if you're confused. But, man, I was hollering at our, uh, our good friend Farrell, uh, Rafa Wright, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he got the uh, he got some really, really big plans going on. Okay. And uh, He finally going to open up this grocery store. You know, better support it. Yeah, man. But he did reach out and... Um, they got like a um, a store they're gonna be doing for like a training and until the official stuff is ready. Okay. Uh, right on Linwood and Glendale, and uh, we're gonna go up in there and do an episode. Oh, right? I'm down. I'm down. Uh, so we had a good interview with him the first time. You yeah. know, very gracious brother. He always checks in yeah. whenever he got something going on. When he dropped a book, you know, I'm waiting for the grocery store because you know Detroit is void of black-owned grocery stores. Like, yeah. they, it just doesn't exist. Yeah, man. I just had a, uh, you know, the buy black thing and just trying to buy local, man. I'm trying to stay away from, um, like, even though Kroger and Myers and everything, that shit, like, convenient as hell. But, like, I'm trying to keep it in the neighborhoods. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because that's you know. where we live. That's where I lay my head. That's where I pay my taxes. And, I mean, I'll be honest. When I look at it, when I grew up, there was a black-owned grocery store across the street from us. And, like, a lot of niggas in the hood, that's what was, like, our first job, yeah. bagging groceries, grabbing carts and all that. And it, it more than just opening up a grocery store creates an infrastructure for the neighborhood. And I just want to see that young brother win. So, I mean, whatever he call us out to, I'm there to support it. Yeah, which is one of the reasons that, uh, uh, I asked you to come on this month specifically because we've been talking about um, black. I mean, it's Black History Month. Mm-hmm. We make history every day because we're black. Absolutely. Um, and, like, what is your thoughts on, you know, the stat is a dollar only lasts in our community for six hours. Uh, Chinese wow. dollar lasts for 20 days, 28 days. Right. Ours, six hours. Oh, wow. Like, I mean, we need to keep our dollar in the community. It's a bottom line, man. Uh, I mean, you know, we so consumed with labels, man, and tags and things, man. It's just, you know, we got to get back. You know, to the way things were, but you know, you know, it's gonna take for a couple of people to stick their necks out there, man, and you know, make that thing happen. Thanks. You know, what I mean, you know, it's it's cool for a few of us to be enlightened and know what's going on, but it's a lot of us just out here lost, man, and just you know, just going through the motions, as my grandma would say, yeah, and just refusing to support one another. Absolutely, like if you, if your homeboy make hoodies, I mean, if they because. Granted, we we all got on Nike shit, but basically it's a fucking cotton hoodie. Absolutely. If your man's make a hoodie and you throw his logo on it, support your man's. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, so look, man, um, Dr. Uh, Boyce Watkins had posted this earlier today, man, and it was uh, the power of black dollars, and it categorized the percentages of uh, black spending in proportion to their population, which is 14%. So look. The number one thing that black people spend money on. What would you guess? Liquor. You say liquor? What would you think? Food. Food. The number one thing, which is at 54.4 million. uh, Actually, yeah, $54.4 million is spent on ethnic hair and beauty aids. 
uh, 63.5 is the total amount spent, and we 54.4 million of that. So we make up 85.65% of all the <laughs> ethnic hair and beauty aid. So black people. Them bundles. <laughs> them bundles. <laughs> Shit. That's the new yes. kush. But what that, what, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. if the number one thing that black people spend their money on is hair care and beauty products, don't that kind of seem like you got a problem with your identity? If the number one thing that you spend your money on is how you look. Or maybe people just want to look good. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I ain't got no money for an outfit, but at least I can get my hair cut. At least I can spend 20 at the barbershop and come out with a fresh lineup, you know, and feel good for the weekend. So I'll tell you like this. So the number one is ethnic hair and beauty aids. Number two, women's fragrance. Number three, feminine hygiene. So it sounds like black women spend the most money. I mean, I, I can see that. Or men purchasing things for black women. I mean, in, in a lot of cases, these black women are the head, heads of their household financially. Yep. And then number four is men's toiletries and then personal soap and um, bath knees. So, like, looking good and smelling good. That's where the money going to. But that's first and foremost. Like, damn. Looking that's good what, and smelling good. That's what we spend our money at. And we be like, well, how do we as a people get better? Like, I guess we need to sacrifice how we look and, like, put our money somewhere else, right? I mean, that's is easy. I mean, that's before food. I thought food would be it because, like, I don't know, a lot of us possibly not cooking at home. But, like, no, the the, the number one thing is how I look. I mean, shit, that, that the your appearance three, means the, a lot to you, number though. Number three, Why? You don't want to look good? You don't want to smell good? Do you think that's cultural? No, I think that's a... Because, I mean... I don't know. I mean, out of $63 million, 85%, of it is us. We buying it. So, like, why do we... Well, clearly the numbers say that it is cultural. Why we want to look better than the rest of the world? (laughs) Man, you know how it is. You want... If you go into a cabaret, you want a stunt. You want... You want to be that nigga. So you think 85% of the world is just, I've got to go good good for this cabaret? No, I just want to look good because it's Friday because I want to feel good. It's something euphoric about a fresh haircut and a new outfit and a fresh pair of shoes. Like now, I, I'm not saying it's the smartest purchases in the world. No, it's retarded. But it's it's something that feels like, nigga, you Close your eyes. You know the smell when you open up that Nike box and you smell that fresh leather for the first time. You know what that smells like. What that got? Okay. <laughs> and that's what niggas want. They want to be fresh. I'm stepping out on Friday night. I can't. I can't wear the same shit I had on last weekend because it's on the ground. <laughs> so here lies our. So I'm trying to say, I guess this here lies our problem. It it is like that's literally a problem. I, I remember. Uh, like you go to a motherfucking you want niggas want to go out say Thanksgiving you know what I'm saying that's the big night Thanksgiving night before Thanksgiving niggas wearing right? brand new outfits to their grandma house for Thanksgiving so like right. uh, the night before the Wednesday before Thanksgiving is like the biggest party night of the year right right so niggas go out there they get fresh and everything like that they spend all this motherfucking money getting dressed then they go to the bar have a drink our counterparts however go to the bar looking like whatever the fuck they want to look like and then spend all their money. At the bar, having a good time. Right. Like one of us got the game fucked up. How was us? Because we look, <laughs> we yeah. look great, and then don't got nothing left. And it's eight niggas going in on a bottle of seventeen thirty eight. Like what's up with what's up with our perception though? 
because it clearly said, we, I mean, it looked like we got a perception problem. Yeah, people people would rather look like they got money than actually have money in their pocket. Uh, I look like money. Absolutely. But I think this nigga, I think I got, I think a Dusty said this, like, I can tell you niggas don't love money by how, by how you spend it. Like, how can you love money and you, you get that shit away so freely? You don't love the money. No. Because some niggas who love money. I mean, look, look at it like this. It's tax time. Niggas going to get their tax returns, start getting their money next week. By two weeks from now, they going to be broke as fuck. Probably no work. And niggas will buy some clothes, get their kids something, a couple TVs to the house, maybe a ride. $6,500 gone. Fam, listen to this list, dog. Ethnic hair and beauty products, women's fragrances, feminine hygiene, men's toiletries, personal soap, soap and bath needs, um, frozen, unprepared meat and seafood, uh, refrigerated juices, juices and drinks, spices, bottled water, insecticides and repellents, gum, <laughs> uh, Shortening oil, household cleaners, detergents, cookware, charcoal logs, and accessories. Property ain't nowhere on that list. Nigga. Damn. Not one book. Not no investments. Like. Because we don't. Unfortunately, a lot of us don't grow up oftentimes with that sort of teaching. With that sort of things in our lives. We don't know about it. Do we not know about it? Because I see niggas hustling and owning shit. A select few. And that's not the majority of us. Maybe maybe we don't got the we don't got the the maybe we don't got the uh, the corporate way because like we see niggas in the hood getting on and they go buying houses or he buying even if when you open up barbershops or whatever like I see somebody opening up businesses and shit right right like that I mean that's an example we follow the drug part but like what about the other part. The other part don't seem as glamorous. You know what I'm saying? Like, if me and you both invest $500, now we didn't put, now we got $1,000 in the pot, and we get back, our investment yields us $350. So now it's $1,350 that we're going to split down the middle. For a nigga that's hustling in the streets, that's, that's, that's small time money. And niggas want that quick return. They want bigger money. Why? To, to buy more hair shit with. I don't know. What I'm saying is, I mean, it's a reason why. Like, it's a reason why you think Instant you gratification. I want it now. A $300 return on shit, a $1,000 investment is solid. That's solid yes. as fuck. Yeah, it is. But niggas, but niggas not looking at the long-term picture of that shit. They not, nobody wants slow money. They want it to come in right now. I want it now. I don't want a ball six months from now. I want that shit today. <laughs> It's a new Pelly out right now. I want it. Man, I want consistent money. I mean, the fast money is cool. I want consistent money. No, I feel you. But I mean, not everybody looks at shit in that same in that same direction. Yeah, I, I think we need to kind of switch shift the focus because come on, fam. <laughs> like No, what we need to start doing is investing in bundles. Because that's where the fuck the money is coming at. <laughs> I mean, f- yeah, yeah. <laughs> nigga, you, you book a session, you get a bundle. <laughs> nigga, we got to find some way to some way to make that shit mesh because we missing out. Somebody, it was some rapper that used to be selling hair and shit nigga, I can't that bl- was getting money, like like really was getting Can you blame a nigga? But the, was it a 2 chain? It could have been changed. It was, it's somebody new. 
Oh, okay. relatively new though. I can't think of it, but uh, niggas getting his hair off and shit. Hey, is, you go where the money at? Hustlers follow the money. Yeah, <laughs> supply and demand. We talked about that shit last week. I'm going to Bali in August, man. Hey, right, nigga, you better you better scalp some bitches balls. Since I've been in Indonesia, I might as well <laughs> get some fucking hair. Buy it for the low. You buying it straight from the supplier. So, man, we so our, our focus got to switch to ownership, man. And we got a, a, a owner. We got a boss in the building. We got an owner oh, in the building. Absolutely. And uh, tell everybody what what is refresh. So refresh is a clothing brand, man. Started in April 2015. Uh, four black guys. Uh, family, pretty much blood. Uh, just came up with an idea, man, to try to, you know, um, make something dope and affordable for people. You know what I mean? So, you know, everybody don't got to have Gucci or, you know, anything like that, man. You can still get something, you know, that's by somebody that you may know, you know what I mean, and still be fresh, you know what I mean? So that was the whole concept with it. Y'all see what Gucci did this week? No. <laughs> Gucci <laughs> Mane? No, the Gucci, like the the brand. No. So they put this uh, black sweater. It's like a turtleneck. And, like, you pull this shit all the way up, and it's, like, the red lips around Like here. blackface. Yeah. Mm. And, like, the mouth opens up, like, you know what I'm saying? So that white model with the black joint with the Chill red out. lips. Chill out. And them like, oh, this shit fake. Because, you know, that shit kind of, like, that shit always happened. But she, they, they made a little statement, we apologize, and this and that. I'm like, come on, fam. Chill out. I'm like, come on, fam. I'm about to go get some new glasses on Monday because these Gucci's is not, I'm not fucking with them no more. I'm, that's enough for me. Like mm. in real life. That's yeah, enough you got for one me. time to play me before you can't. I'm never re-respecting anybody. That ain't that ain't gonna stop the majority, man. You bound, you bound to see one of ours wearing that shit, man. Yo, that shit crazy. Shit. Yo, I'm bound to try and yank that bitch right up over your shoulders, my <laughs> nigga. Put your arms up. Oh man. <laughs> now, uh, where you where you from? Where you grew up at? I'm I'm Joy Road, man. Joy Road Mansfield. <laughs> Herman Garden Projects, man. man. Okay, right there, man. HGKs, absolutely. Man. Yeah. So yeah. look, man. You know what's wild, man? Uh, my mama told me when she was young, she used to want to stay in the gardens. Mm. Like they was, uh, they was green. Yeah. Um, she said they was like. Really, really dope. It's like when she was young, like man, I want to, I want to live over there, because they made it look like real appealing and shit. They did that. You see what it looked like over there right now, right? Yeah, absolutely. That shit look amazing. Look like something be downtown. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. shit look amazing over there. Yeah. But um, the government, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They had a, they had tricked a, us good. Facts. Um, so uh, how was it like growing up over there? I know. Oh well, but you know what I'm saying to our listeners. You know, you had good days, you had bad, you know. Shit. Uh, Man, when Nick said they was like from the guards, though, dog, that was like a different. That meant something, though. <laughs> you can go anywhere and say that. You can kind of be different like, level of pride. I ain't fucking with cuz. Like, yeah, like. And you know if you're from Detroit, you know what the you know what Herman Gardens is about. Yeah. yeah. So you know, if you're from there, you good. You're not. Uh, you know, it might not be too good for you. Man, it's like, like I feel like that was like our, uh, you know, in um. Uh, Training day and shit. I can't think of that neighborhood, but it's like like the, that was. I think the Grape Street Projects. Is no, like, I can't think of the neighborhood. The Jungle. Oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like that's why I kind of like it was. It was one way in. One well, way. It was two ways. Yeah, in, two ways. But like it's a long way. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah, like yeah. from Joe Road to Tyreman. Like that's a yeah. That's a long ass time. True. And then you you like Southfield to Southfield to like 
Ashbury Park, that's yeah. like a few blocks from Greenfield. So it had a long stretch to it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, you're just not running in and out. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not stealing this car and running right the fuck out. Nah. And it was just the gardens. Yeah. Uh so what made you want to uh get into fashion though? Uh, coming from the you know, coming from a neighborhood where we Honestly, man, it really wasn't my idea, man. It was really the team. It was just a, one of them things to where we can um, call ourselves owners, man, feel good about ourselves, own something, and, you know, also you know, try to accumulate more income, you know, another yeah. stream. And, um, you know, me personally, my first idea was, you know, probably doing something we ain't got no business doing, <laughs> but they like, no, nah, man, we ain't doing no shit like that. So, you know, once they sold it to me, man, I was I was all game for it, for sure. Okay, so now the the line itself is it just the hoodies, but what what y'all diving off into? Uh, we had uh we got hats, you know, like I got on my head now, uh, jogging suits, hoodies. Uh, we got some bomber jackets coming soon. I got a you know a little model one right here on today. Okay. Um, see what else we got? T shirts, uh, polo shirts, a little bit of everything, honestly, except for like jeans, you know, or sneakers. So anything else, we pretty much got. Okay, for sure. That's dope, man. Um, I think you came in here with a uh, Slimmy before, Slimmy Hoffa. Absolutely. And um, mm-hmm. and I noticed the hats, and he be rocking the hats and shit like oh, that. Yeah. Shit, that shit kind of yeah. dope and yeah. shit. Yeah. Shout out to bro, man. Show me love for Facts. sure. And then uh, you know, you friends with one of my homies from the hood, Joe, Joy Road Joe. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Shit. And uh, yeah, he, he had posted like an old throwback Thursday picture, and I, and he tagged you. I'm like, uh-huh. like I know that nigga from. I like, right. I'm like, oh, he look familiar and shit. Yeah. And then you know. You went to uh, Rogers, right? Yeah, I went to Rogers High School. Yeah, I met know. Joe at Rudderman. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. Yeah, Joe and Rudderman. Yep. Did you hoop back at Rogers? Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> they had some nice teams back in the day. Yeah, man, you know. I, I, I would like to say, like, me and my partner, man, Kurt Sykes, man, we kind of we kind of made it cool to go to that school, man. We like the forefathers of that shit, man. You know what I mean? A, a few others before us as well, man. You know, and, you know, names like Mike Murray and Randy and Jeremy, people like that. But we kind of made it cool, man, for people to go there and shit. You know, we was taking them lumps, man, getting our ass beat by them big schools, and you know, eventually it came together. Yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, start winning. That's dope, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, my uh, the homie Busby was uh he left our uh one of the homies was uh went to Cold and he left and went to Rogers to hoop. Oh yeah, we kind of pulled him, man. <laughs> yeah, my homeboy, my homeboy Raheem. Hoop for Rogers back in the day. My nigga Greg ran point for Rogers for a Greg, minute. Greg uh, Hunter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's dope, man. You know, I ran track. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Y'all had to hoop it, but y- y'all couldn't, uh, they couldn't fuck with us on the track, man. Nah, man. We had like one guy that could run. And uh, it's so funny, man. I won't say his name, but shit. We'd be racing. And, I mean, he had the spikes, man, the tights, everything. <laughs> shit, by the time that last, last leg come, he get it, man. They already crossing, man. But he been the fuck around and set a school record, man. But, shit, the race been over. Right, you feel right. me? But, yeah, we wasn't good at that shit. <laughs> now, besides actually uh, doing the uh, the refresh, you also into music as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's something that just started, you know, a couple years ago. RMG, you know, it's the label Refresh Music Group. Okay. For sure. That's what's up. Brand all all arms of it. Got to get all that money. Absolutely, man. They all go hand in hand, you know. Yeah. Now, so, go, go ahead, ahead, Jay. Go ahead. Now, the project I listened to 
based on actual events. Yeah, how'd that come about? Shit, man. Um, after doing my first joint, I was just thinking like, damn, man, there's a lot of things I ain't say on the first round, and I kind of want to tap into a couple of things, man. Pretty much like where I'm from, things that was going on, things we did. So I kind of tapped into like that uh that Rick Ross album, that Deeper Than Rap, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I kind of sunk into that, and uh, it was just like, yeah, I got to give me one of these, you know what I mean? And um, that was pretty much the inspiration behind it, that album there. Uh, I mean, on that uh, on the first track on there, I can definitely get some Ross vibes from that one. Yeah, oh, yeah you know of course. Beat selection, how you... How you over the track? I can definitely get some Ross vibes from oh, that. Oh yeah, it's it's Ross inspired, uh, yeah. most definitely. When it comes to production, who you fucking with, Ron? Right now, nah, man, um, melodic, melodic beat. Yeah. that's my man. Oh okay, yeah, man, melodic. My nigga. Yeah, he produced a couple tracks for me on Bass on Ice events. He got a uh, Untitled track six. Um, so special. Some guys from out of town I deal with, man. Oh my god, man, they they bananas. Um. And last but not least, man, Detroit Smith, man. Oh, my God. Detroit Smith, he's so slept on in this city, man. Mm. Yep. Them, them like, my three go-to right there. So how are you supporting it? You getting out on the road with the project? Uh, that's the plan, man. I got a couple DJs, a couple partners, man. That's out of town. I got to start tapping into my out-of-town people, man, like Tennessee, Arizona, people I'm kind of connected with, man. So that's the plan right now, man. I'm just trying to, you know, get that local buzz, and I'll take it from there. Yeah. I feel you. I see you got uh, the music sounds different, man, and you out here performing with live bands and I'm trying to set myself apart, man, and you know pretty li- much. Oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say that live band aspect is so so slept on because that gives you so many different dynamics yeah. that you can go in because that live band can switch it up right on the fly for you. Yeah, and I, you know what? Uh, like with me, shit, I'm in my thirties, so. My music appealed to people from my time, yeah. so you know what I'm saying. If you if you wasn't into what we was into, shit, your cousin or your uncle that you know was into, so you can understand it. But you know to put the live band behind it, that just kind of just give it that 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 I can't even explain it. Yeah. So when you know when they be like, damn man, he formed with a live band, full band at that, it's like. Shit, he's different. You know yeah. what I mean? And that'll yeah. give you that show experience. Absolutely. And you get booked in a different place. <laughs> yeah. With a live band. Yeah. You get paid some actual dollars versus, all right, man, girl, one of these <laughs> niggas on the microphone, turn this track on. And, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, people going to sit. I know I go down and I, you know what I'm saying? When I want to go listen to some music, I want to go somewhere with a live band. Yeah. And I'm sitting down and I'm only in, my intent is to listen to the person on stage. Yeah. Now, when you listen to a rap song, if I've never heard that shit before, my intention span is not going to be there. Absolutely. But it's a different intent, different audience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come out and hear some live music versus, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, rap. And so. It's really for our generation, man. You know, you know, it's them, it's them, that's that type sound, man, you would listen to cleaning up the house on Saturday morning or right. something, you know, things like that. So, you know, that's my whole vision with it, man. You know, I'm just trying to separate myself from the pack. <laughs> Now, uh, based on actual events versus based on a true story, I know that mu- that sounded like it was deliberate. I mean, it was deliberate. Why didn't you didn't just do it uh, based on a true story? Yeah, or I, you know, I heard that title before, yeah. so I kind of you know veered away from it. And then you know, I was telling stories in there, but it was events, yeah. more events. I was telling them rather just you know, like you was reading a book. It was more events. I was popping in and out of things. That AKA, was going this on. not no story. 
Nah. Nah. <laughs> I can respect it. Yeah. I can respect it. So, man, we was having a little, uh, little hip-hop di- discussion before the mics and everything turned on. Mm-hmm. Um, we was talking about big and we was talking about music. And um, I said was, I was going to wait to have this conversation as far as uh, what ruined music or whatever. I don't even uh, know. I won't even say ruined. Are you talking about the Biggie album? <laughs> yeah, we, we had that conversation okay. and shit, too. Uh, so, say, say what? That that uh, life after death changed how albums were were made. Like that album right there changed how albums were structured from there on out. Because everybody needed, you know, some with a West Coast bounce. So yep. Everybody needed like a R and B joint, a club joint. You know, had a million dollar video. Oh yeah, that was the first million dollar yeah. videos. Yeah, like it it changed, and now every and they gave them like a cookie cutter way. So you know, had a. Uh, R. Kelly was singing on the hook, so I got the R&B nigga. Fuck him, bro. Right. But we got the R&B nigga to sing on the track for the girls. Let me get this. Um, since I'm on the East Coast and I got issues on the left, on the West Coast, let me go get this crossover record, and then he can start doing that shit. Yeah. Uh, it gave everybody. I mean, the album was so good, though. It was. It, it gave everybody the blueprint, and that kind of like it gave them a model to follow. But nobody really lived. There's not a lot of artists that lived up to anything close to that. Impossible. I we had this conversation. It's like uh, from Ready to Die to Life After Death is the biggest jump in quality I've ever seen from a disc one to a disc two. I mean, album one to album two for sure. Absolutely. I mean, it's so like I don't listen to. It's damn near night and day. Yeah, I don't listen to uh, Ready to Die as much because it sounds dated when you listen to it. I think the production sounds dated. The sound quality sound distorted. Like it doesn't sound sonically good. Life after death for me. This is just me speaking. Life after death was so good. It made me think ready to die. Wasn't that wasn't as great. If that makes sense. I can feel you. It did that. You're right about that. I can feel you on that. Yeah. I I haven't heard anything better (laughs) since then. Blueprint. Blueprint that better than ready to die. I mean, uh, life after death. Only, th- only thing I can think me. of, okay. man, is maybe doggy style. Maybe. And that's before that. You know what I'm saying? Like doggy style still sounds good. That's, that's what I'm shit. saying. Hell it dropped yeah. in 93. Yeah. That shit still sounds good. Yeah. So let me let me ask y'all this question. And I guess it's still relatively soon. This was seven years ago. But how do you think Good Kid Mad City stacks up against just like classic albums, debut albums. I don't want to like just in general, like that body of work. What do you think that stands in time with just music in general? It don't got to be this music in general. Where you think where what does the album stand? I can't give it that much credit anymore, only because I feel like Kendrick has already made better albums than Good Kid, Mad City. You think so? What? Which I, one? I feel like Damn is a better album than Good Kid, Mad City. Really? I do. Mm. I do. You can honestly say the Pimper Butterfly, like just most as a people, cohesive most, project. Most people would disagree with you on which one. I like all Kendrick albums. I'm a Kendrick, oh yeah, I'm, I'm a fan. we we Kendrick fans. But a lot of people don't like the Pimper Butterfly. I, like I, at all. I feel like you need to go back and re-listen to it. Some people not into that type of shit. They don't want to hear that shit like that. Okay. Now I I love it. I mean I respect it. I like it. I like all the shit. But a lot of niggas don't like Kendrick's second album. That's unfortunate. It is. <laughs> I feel bad for you. That's good unfortunate. Good Kid Mad City, dog. That was good. 
I think I think at that time, because it, it just seemed like something about the West Coast, they usually get one, and then they just be the one that carry the whole coast, you know, like a lot of chronic, yeah, doggy style, the game, first joint. So when he came with that, he kind of carrying that coast, man. And I, I, I think that's his best body of work, man, especially for that moment, for sure. Like, so, you know, the meme come up, like, if if uh, Pac and Big died or came back, whatever, and, like, give me one album to listen to, what's the best album to been since I've been gone? What would you give Big? Hey, my nigga, you want to hear all your old verses recycled? <laughs> Let's play this Jay-Z. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, shit. Damn, man. He could said the blueprint. Uh, yeah, the blueprint. That may have to be the one I may have to give him. What that, would I give That may big? have to be the one. Because I think what I give up, not a, listen, I'm making a new question, by the way, now. I'm thinking about it. What I what I, what would I give Big and what would I give Pac? We're going to stick on a big joint. What would I give Big? Since he been gone, I mean, you know, I'm biased like a motherfucker. So right? I'm going to get a nigga still mad because, come on, man. That's my favorite album. Uh, I wish you'd get off that shit. You don't think Ooh. Big would enjoy Steelmatic? Not like he did Illmatic. No, I don't. I think he, I think like the blueprint is a better choice. It's just a co- like you could hear Biggie probably rapping over some of that production on the blueprint. Girls, girls, girls would have been a fucking perfect marriage for Big. Song Cry would have oh. been a perfect fucking marriage for Big. The Rulers Back would have been the Rulers Back perfect for sure. marriage for Big. The Rulers Back for sure. Oh, Cause yeah. that's that's like that that sounds like it could be met, it can be on Life After Death. Like that, I can fuck with that. Girls, girls, girls. I'm not sure. I'm not not saying he can't. He's not gonna whack this shit. Of no, course. but you I'm know just what I'm saying. But like, I don't hear that for big. But, I think he would have took it to back, another place. He would have took girls, girls, girls to another place. Man, I would, it's so it's so fucked up that we deprived of like the the level of producers and the music that came out after they passed yeah. and what they had available. I mean, the technology got better. Everybody learned because they was kids when all that shit was coming out. Absolutely. Now I'm, I done settled into my producership and everything like that. Like, man. I would have loved to hear Pac or or Big over some over some old Kanye production. Oh, man. Think about I wondered. I just want to know what Big would sound like on a third album. <laughs> because <laughs> like, cause he like. Would've, he would have been leaps and like he would have been leaps and bounds better, and what would have helped him become even a better rapper is the fact that Jay would have been like right on his heels. That iron sharpened iron. You think Jay would have been right on his heels? I think Jay would have been able to push him. Now, I, think I, th- I think the I think the gap would have the gap would have widened because I think Big would have been that much better. But you still need a nigga like nipping at your heels or like at least giving you that inspiration. Jay, Jay wasn't nipping at. Big no, no, but I, I'm I'm just saying, like, just giving you that inspiration. Was Dominique better than Mike? No, but but Mike needed Dominique to continue to push his game. The you biggest, know what I'm saying? Yeah, they would battle fifty points apiece, yeah, you know, back to back. And Dominique said the reason he was so dope because he was so fucking drunk. So uh, he said he was an alcoholic. So he said he's so fucking drunk at the games that he don't he didn't remember none of the plays. So he'd just get on there and start freaking niggas out. And just doing whatever he wants. Hey man, the eighties was a different time. Facts. It was but, a different uh, time. I don't know that Jay Z was on Big Hills at all. 
I, I think it wasn't close. Like at like it at was, the time, with music that was released, I don't I don't know. Today I mean, when when I listen to something like Brooklyn's Finest, you can see the, the potential. Best on Bi- oh, nigga, I don't know. This. Sprinkle coke on the floor, make it drug related. Most hated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dog, Mickey can rap. Dog. <laughs> Fuck yeah, he I could. Have, I haven't heard nothing better than that guy, man. But and then you look at like other years. artists that have come up during that time. A nigga like Ross. I think could have helped push Big to be an even better artist. Ross yeah. is Ross is tough, man. He be saying a like lot like that produ- of things. The production, like his hat. No wait, time out, time out. There's no, two wait. things that make Rick Ross incredible. But wait, wait, wait. So like Ross is like what 2008, 2010. Okay. Well, when he dropped, I mean, I didn't fuck. Oh, okay. Hustling was like 2004. That right, but that's not the. I know where you deep in the rap is when what got me. Okay, yeah. I give you that. Like everything yes, before deep in the rap, you just insert nigga from the south with a banging single and everything. Yeah. Deep in the rap was different. Like yeah. he was, it was different. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and since then, he's been different. Everything before deep in the rap, I'm not gonna say that shit was whack or no weak or no shit like yeah. that. It's just two totally different people. It's the production. Once he got with Justice League, it, it took it to a whole yeah. nother level. Uh, whole nother, and the Olympics. Yeah, that's yeah. homegrown. That, Thank you. you know what I mean? It, it took him to a whole nother level. Whole nother level. I don't have a problem with this, okay? But I, you realize, you was like, you thinking about people who can push big, and you went to Ross. I do. I, and I'm not saying that as, like, as a knock. I just think his ear for production and the way that he, the way that he delivers over the beat would have continued to help, like, we talk, we talk like a 20-year gap, it's, though. It's not, we it's talk not like a 20-year gap from, like, Life After Death Facts. to Deeper Than Rap. So, like, there's no telling how good Big would have been in 20 fucking years. Now, I'm only act, I'm only saying that shit because that's wild. Not trying to diss Ross because like, he got a great fucking catalog. But that's yeah. wild. That That's one of the first names that you picked. Not wild as in disrespectful. That's, like, wow. No, I mean, I, uh, I just think that because I'm just looking at the same type of, not to say that they was the same type of rapper, but, like, I could see, like, that type of decadent fucking production, I think that's what we would have seen Biggs start to graduate. So to. let me ask, was you you a Mob Deep fan? Yeah, hell yeah. I was never like in the Mob Deep and Prodigy and shit like that, right? I <laughs> fucked with Prodigy. Not like because it there was, was a gap there was a gap in time where you can say for I'm maybe going. two, three years that that's Prodigy might have been the best rapper out of New York. So that's why I'm trying to go to because y'all y'all that. believe that, right? Yes. And I'm not I don't disbelieve it. So Big got two albums. He didn't ever have a time to fall off. Because, like, if you took Prodigy for his first two albums, when you thinking he was, like, the best rapper in New York, like, after two albums, like, I didn't have a chance to fall off. When I say I want to hear what Big would sound like on his third album. You think that would have been the fall off? No, no, no. Oh. I want I want to be solidified in my, you know what I'm saying, where I hold rappers and shit at. Oh, right? yeah. I want to be solidified. I don't want to be like, yeah, but what if? Like so, we take Pac for example, right? Because niggas had good two two album runs, and then we never hear from yeah. them again. Like Pac had five albums. I had time to fall off, but I actually kept getting better. My star got bigger and bigger after every album. You know what I'm saying? Big was on his way to do that, but like, I want to know what a real Tupac album after Machiavelli would have sounded like. Yeah, a real album. Yeah, like what would what would Big like? How Jay Z is now. Mm-hmm. Big well, Big would have been owning shit. Would Big have his own streaming service? You know what I'm saying? Like, th- would he would have owned the Brooklyn Nets? I think he, yeah, I think he, I think he was like leaning towards that. You know what I'm saying with the with the Brooklyn Mint clothing, 
And then I know he had the little thing, one DS, you know, the, yeah. the record label and thing. He, I think he was leaning I think towards big, that. Big gave niggas the blueprint. He just didn't live long enough to see the promise yeah. land. Yeah, that's all that's that. all it is. I agree with that. Twenty four years old. He, was, he married an R and B chick. We never got a Biggie and Faith album. You know what I'm saying? Like how you, there's so many how there's many so many songs, unquestioned how shit. How many songs is Biggie and Faith on together? Nigga, all I can think I of is know. one more chance. And, uh, damn, that was her? Yeah, and she was singing in the Get Money video, wasn't she? No, hell no, because no. he was he was going I, at it. I know. I there. think I think she did the vocals for that shit. She wasn't in the video, but I think she did the vocals oh, for that wow. shit. Wow, nigga, and your and wife, a, your wife sing on it and my side bitch in the video. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> but tough. the song was recorded. That's first. Wow, that's you tough. know what I'm saying. I think she did the vocals. <laughs> I, I, I heard I heard that conversation. Oh, that's a tough oh, conversation wow. when you get home at night. <laughs> yeah, that shit crazy. I just think if you. If you was to sit down and really just do like, man, what's my ten favorite albums? Big, both of his will be there. No matter what albums you ever think of, no matter you know, I literally he uh, may be there. Both of them. I thought about that this week because like, ain't no good music came out in a couple of weeks. So when yeah, nothing new right. comes out, like I just go back to my my old faithfuls, and I'm like, I wonder which. Which ten or so did I always go back to? Uh, Life after death is on there. I listened to Life after death this week. Matter of fact, yeah. uh, Long Kiss this morning. Shit, I was at work reading the lyrics because I like listening to the song and reading the lyrics at the same time. It just it feels it to do something different. Yeah. Niggas bleed. Like, come on, fam. Niggas different. bleed. Different. Dog, niggas I, be dropping albums these days, and I don't even have the fam. slightest interest in it. So look, None. look, look. So <laughs> None. You, you what's go, the single? Like, why why should I listen to you? No. You go from niggas bleed to I got a story to tell. Back to back. Back to back? Yeah. So I bet for sure, and I've never had a conversation with you about this particular subject, I bet that you have um, a hotel in mind of what that shit looked like in, in niggas bleed. Hell yeah. Like, you know what that shit look like in your mind. <clears throat> you yeah. know what the, the dread kid and all that shit, because it, it plays out like a movie in your mind. Man. I know what the bedroom looks like, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I got a story to tell. Like, in right. my mind, I know what how that setting look. Nigga, when they, when they finally threw out who the Knicks player was, like, nigga. That's not real, though. Come on, man. What if, what, what if Biggie was smacking up Anthony Mason? It's not real. That shit makes it even better. Wow. Yeah, they said it, but that's not real. That's Dan Lebertard and his, his quest. Like, that's not real, though. Like, <laughs> but Fat Joe gave him the information. I feel like Fat Joe is a solidified source. No, he's, it's not that he's not a solidified for, source, but, like, the way they was asking the questions, they was like, who could it, who could have been? Like, the song's not literal. It's not real. Like, he, he it didn't happen. Dog. I don't think it happened in real life. I mean. Based uh, off actual events. You, t- <laughs> <laughs> you tell that story, and then you had a conversation with your partners, man. Yeah. I, that's a hard to make up all that shit, man. I don't know. I don't know hey, Biggie a better nigga than me because I couldn't have held water on that shit. <laughs> nigga, I was smacking up Anthony Mason in his own house. Oh, man. Nigga couldn't do shit. Nigga bent to the floor and started <laughs> peeling up the car, gave me mad paper. Like, uh, Big is dope, man. Oh my god! So clearly, we know Ross. You said was a, uh, an influence, big, oh, yeah. clear influence. Who else influences as far as the music? Um, Scarface. Oh yeah. Um, we said Jay. Um, Three thousand. Mm. Uh, 
All right. Big Ghostface fan. Too. We got it. We got a 3,000. All right, listen. Mm. At rapping. Come on, Jay. I'm just asking this Come question, on, dog. <laughs> you, 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 I'm going to get furniture moving. I'm just asking. Come on, man. <laughs> who who better rapper, T.R. or Andre 3000? You asking me? Yeah. Shit. I'm going to get three stacks to nod on. All right. You look at me like that again, I'm going to break the TV. All I'm, just, <laughs> <laughs> all I'm saying is uh, you can't find me one song where three stacks rap three verses by himself. Mm. It don't exist. Mo, don't get don't get trapped mm. up into this saying, rabbit hole, my nigga. He don't you have better a, than that. He don't have better it. than that. I am better than that, but damn. <laughs> he don't have one song where he rapped three three verses by himself. Like to mm. be one of the greatest of all time, fam. Forget you ain't got no solo album, fam. You don't got a solo song. He does have a solo album. Yeah, a little below. A solo rap yeah. album. Solo Grammy. Because yeah. it ain't no rap. Grammy of the year. Not, ain't no rapping on that. Album dude. of the year. I liked it that love below. I love the love below. I liked that. But like as far as like rap, it's not no rap on there though. You make a hell of a point, man. I ain't never thought about that one. He don't got one song with three verses. And he's still considered one of the best. He in my top ten. I ain't gonna lie. I, I'm <laughs> a fan, but I, I need. A, can, can you give me a? He song? can out rap any rapper in your top ten. Well, if you only got to come up with sixteen, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm doing whole songs and hooks, and you are, you got you got big boy on the joint. Like I'm fam, like or literally. Anyway, I don't want to hash this whole conversation okay, out okay. again. Okay. But. That is interesting, right? Like very much so. That's a great point you made. And now that I think back on it, damn, everything not, I love him for is a like verse. you said, is a verse. So yeah, but I mean, he got like legendary, Classic verse. legendary yeah, verses. Facts, man. facts. Damn, Jada Kiss got legendary freestyles. Yeah. I <laughs> not today. Not today. I like pushing niggas, but he's he like a kiss, right? Yeah. I mean, kiss, kiss fire, dog. No, oh, ain't no question. Like I, I think his first album is a classic album, and I think it's underrated, dog. Oh shit! Oh like, yeah, I, that's one of my go-to re- albums. I love that fucking album. I listened to it this week. Yeah, yeah, it was good, especially at that time. Oh yeah. Real good. We gonna make it, and then you know, yeah. the knock yourself out joint. Did so, it, did I have? It's time I see you on the first album. This is how we even the bets. I kill everything, everything you love, dog. Right, right now, the, even mm-hmm. the pets. Everything God does was on it. Even the vets. Come on, fifty man. close to fifty wide. Even the sets. I mm. kill everything you love. Even the pets. Damn. So is that like a is that like a big line? Well, in that song. uh <laughs> on that joint, he was Jada was dissing uh, Beans, right? No, that was no, nah, no, nah, that was that was that was early in DMX. Yeah, damn, what song was that? Well, he was dissing Beans. That no, was no, years. About what, what we was just singing? It's time I see you. It's time. It's time. No, that was on one of the Rough Riders, wasn't it? Compilation I joints. I don't know. We got these smartphones. Got to bring it up. It's Follow. Time I, see you. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm. That's a dope. Yeah, uh, that's dope. I don't know. I know big. I said, you know, the kids, the dog, everybody. Dying. You know what I mean? That's all. I was like, oh, yeah. But shit, he was he was right there with big. So 
Yeah. And this time I see you was on the first album. Oh, was that the one with like was like Fiend on that song or something? Drag on was on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. Fiend was on Rough Riders for a second. Yeah. Oh damn, good fun fact. I, yeah. I forgot that. Man, I love mm. talking hip hop, dog. Yeah, Fiend was on Rough Riders for a minute. Samo, besides you know everybody that you've worked with so far, you yeah. talked about your influences. Anybody from the city bubbling up that you would want to want to collab and fuck with? Uh, I like payroll. Okay. Uh, Mac Nichols. Love Mac. Yeah. Love Mac. That's an OG call. Oh, yeah. Um, Niggas don't know about that Lodge Boys album. Yeah, man. <laughs> Lamb Chop Shasha Remy. Shit, even the niggas who ain't have it was, was trying to get it to do that. Hey, so, you know what I mean? So, For sure. Yeah. Uh, who I say? Pay Mac. Sauce Guy 80. Um. Those the guys that kind of fit what I'm doing. Okay. But I mean, there's a lot of dope artists in the city. You oh, know for what sure. But for what I'm trying to get done, <clears throat> them three. Pay talk that something. talk, and so do uh, Mac. Yeah. If you could grab an artist from the West Coast mm. to do a track with, who would it be right now? West Coast got a lot of hot young talent. Hot talent. Not At even. the moment? Yeah. Oh, shit. You got to swing for the fences then with that. But see, that's I mean, it'd be tough. Like you know, you put a Kendrick on my shit. Like I, I gotta, just, I gotta spit out my mind. You know what I mean? To to keep up. So um, I can see you fucking good. with a. I can see you on a Nipsey on the track. Nipsey makes sense. Like that shit. Nipsey it seemed like that a jail. That'll be that'll that'll be fire. Nipsey makes a lot of sense. Nipsey. First of all, he got the album of the year. Facts. So, so say it again. Yeah. Say it again. Nipsey got the album of the year. My so. favorite album of the year. Fact. If that yeah. album don't make you want to get up and do something with your motherfucking life, it's the fucking intro, man. Like I listened to the intro noise exaggeration about sixty something times before I even went to the next track. It was just like, God damn, that shit came on so yeah. Like fuck, I wish I had that bitch for myself. It was, it was that tough, man, and um, just. He, you know what, he gave since, us a f- complete album. Since we talk about vibe, we talking about music and shit, we're going to have a full hip-hop conversation, right? Yeah. So um, I think Ready to Die mm. sounds the same. Not like in the back. Like it has a feel. The whole album is is a, is a connected feel, right? Right. I think Life After Death definitely has a feel or a theme to the album. Yeah. Um, DMX is Dark and Hell is Hot definitely has a, a theme to the album. Nipsey wow. definitely has it. It's like a one complete sound. It's a complete project. Yeah. Who, who name some albums that you think flow well? Because I think Nipsey that album goes up. When you think about all the albums that have that complete sound, a complete body of work, and everything yeah. flows together. Like I can hear this song and be like, oh, I know what album this belongs to. Like what? What's some other albums you would drop on that list? Or damn, you jump the in chronic. too. Oh yeah, Facts. The chronic. No dope on Sundays. Mm. Now, mm. I will say about the chronic and well, no, they do differently. So, do do you think that they do sound the same, similar? I would say similar. How about chronic and doggy style? I think I could probably mix some app songs off of them you bitches. Could. And you, you could. But but <laughs> doggy style do sound newer still. Like I listened to Doggy Style maybe two weeks ago, yeah. and that shit made me feel like 
when I had a Walkman. I had Gin and Juice as a single. You know what I'm saying? And man, you turn up What's My Name. Like, yeah, and it, like man, it still like, sounds powerful. Like, it's cold video, though. And it was just big, bro. Like, you know, the build up, and yeah. then when it get funky, it was. Like we've never, like it's been a long time since we've seen an artist had that type of setup and yeah. build up and didn't disappoint us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Snoop right. was everything that we saw him, bec- like he doggy style didn't disappoint. No. He, we had deep cover, we had nothing but a G thing, right. and doggy style dropped. Was Come it? on, now, Andre Day. What happened after doggy style? I took a nosedive. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> took a nosedive. I, I, I don't remember Snoop's second album. What is it? The Dog Father. Yeah, it wasn't good. Like I don't now I don't I haven't liked another Snoop project until the R and G. Yeah, Rhythm and Gangster. That mm. shit was fire. Yeah, Rhythm and Gangster was fire. Yeah, but like what happened? Uh, Dad stopped doing the production. Mm. Damn, he don't get, <laughs> he don't get that credit he deserves. No, he man. don't. Damn, he don't get his just due. Daz was working on the Dog Power album, and he stopped giving <sighs> Snoop them good ass beats. Legendary over, album, man. Snoop Let's say that the, uh, that Dog Pound. I mean, that Dog Food. Oh my god, Beats by the Pound mm. with no limit, and like I think it just wasn't a good fit for Snoop no, sound. I think no. Snoop freestyle all them fucking albums. <laughs> Over on No Limit. Like in real life, I think he freestyled all them fucking albums. But I, but that's when we talk about like a complete album. Sometimes, like, I don't think it's a good idea to get an artist and just get a, get beats just from a bunch of niggas. Because, yeah, you're going to have banging ass beats, but you're not going to have a cohesive sound. Dre, Snoop, and fucking Daz, like that right there is a cohesive ass marriage. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you just get some shit that fucking works. Well, Diplomats and heat, seek, heat makers, that shit works. You know what I'm saying? Hitman and Biggie, that shit works. But a lot of niggas did them Biggies. A lot of niggas did the Biggie beats, though. Yeah, Trackmasters yeah. did that a lot, shit. Like, a lot of niggas do Ross beats. Like, I got, like, groups, like, some of them lead singles be... Yeah, I think you reach for the, like, a hot producer yeah. for them lead singles, but, like, the songs we love, it be, like, from that same producer. Yeah. Like he said with Big, like, them tracks we love, like, it fucked me up to to hear that Stevie J was doing some of this shit. It fucked me up to see he you on TV. He did Bone and Biggie. Like, that's, that's crazy to see you on TV acting like this and you did this shit because I... You're better than that. You're better yeah, than that, bro, Stevie. Like, but no. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I'm, I'm kind of happy on TV like that, though. I know. I get the paper. Kinda, for the paper, but it gave him a little bit of resurgence because yeah. niggas would not be thinking, like, who did the Bone and Biggie beat? You know Stevie J got so many un- underrated like, hits. Nigga, even on the R&B side, uh, that Dave Hollister. Uh, <laughs> one he, Woman Man? No, nah, not one. The other one with the bitch was crazy. Oh, hell yeah. Um, fuck. Uh, yeah. Oh, Everything I know. Which is different. Different. No, favorite Girl? Yeah, my favorite, favorite girl. girl. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Swiss Beats and DMX. Like, them yeah. niggas bring the best out of each other. You or Dame with? Grease, right? Yeah. I think, because I think he had, so DMX is Dark and Hell is Hot had a sound, right? Yeah, yeah. And matter of fact, shit, is my flesh, Flesh of My Flesh had a, a, a whole sound. What's another album that go on that complete sound? Blueprint. Blueprint definitely had his own sound to it. Definitely. American Gangster. Niggas sleep on American Gangs. I don't think that gives that gets the love that it truly deserves. I think that's his third best album. I truly do. Okay. Mm. I'm not even mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Hold on, man. Let me look at I this. I truly do. 
Let me look at this dog. I'm here. I'm thinking like Scarface the Diary. That the has fix. Oh, oh yeah, oh, and the fix. Yeah, both of them, man. Corrupted my life. <laughs> the fix was so fucking perfect. Yeah. I don't even want to say it was good. That so shit was fucking perfect. So we think about like them ten albums, like that's on like that's on my list. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And a, and another underrated thing that niggas don't do with albums, album sequencing. You just can't throw five songs, but like that shit doesn't fit. Like right. you got to have that album sequence and it's got to flow perfectly. Because some albums you put in, you don't hit nothing. Yeah. You just press play and you let that shit play all day long. So you know what got a, a, a certain sound that, that flow together though? What's that? Uh, T.I. Trap music. Yeah, it does. Like everything on that motherfucker flow together. We didn't know, know T.I. was that good. He oh, I, I did. Like I'm, re- I'm ready was cool, but like we didn't know Ti was as good as he was till yeah, we got trapped. I'm serious. Music. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm serious. Uh, I'm serious was dope. Uh, who I think Fred. I didn't, I didn't take Ti seriously till I heard his verse on Never Scared. Because mm. he used to like Fred. I ain't bad, but I don't kiss no ass or take shit. Is that before trap Fred. music? After it was before. Fred okay. put me up on okay. Ti low key on the twenty fours joint. This is when we was uh we was downtown every week, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three nights a week. Night. And he pulled up on the on At the, the river on rock. the twenty fours. <laughs> you know what I'm saying on the brawling drive. So then uh me and Mike was we was heavy and I'm serious though. Like we was rolling out, it, we was heavy and I'm serious. And then when that trap music came out, that was like oh oh two oh three ish. Oh man. Trap, you couldn't tell me shit about that trap music. This was T.I. And I mean, T.I. made hit. He had hits. Yeah, Doing My Job, Rubber Band Man. And you think about on T.I. first, on I'm Serious, this nigga was rapping a song. He was rapping a song about him dying and going to to hell and fighting the devil with angels and shit. Like, Mm. he was like on some concept shit. It wasn't just, I'm selling crack. Like, he had, he was fighting the devil in a song. Like, it was, the interest just wasn't there yet. That's all. Yep. It was just ahead of his time. It just wasn't there yet. Because he was from down south. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. when back when niggas didn't think motherfuckers from down south could really go. Right. Yep. And uh, it was a little label problem because Q-Tip was signed to the label. And he was, his name was Tip. Then they had Q-Tip. So they made him change his name to T.I. And they took the P off and shit. Mm. So like the label really wasn't, mm. you know what I'm saying? When you're young in the game, I mean, shit happened. Like yeah. Q-Tip, Tip. Like no, we this too much confusing. Change your name, nigga. <laughs> no, nah, I think it, I know which one I that's want. That's how it came to Ti. Like that yeah. shit probably like you know. Say you got a nickname. Niggas refer to me as Jay Johnson, right? Like, and it's J dot Johnson. Like if I had to change my name to some, like nigga can't change your name. No, fuck no. Like uh, Mo Corleone. Like we gonna have to change the name to Mo. <laughs> Mo, Mo Fresher That's your name now Like yeah that shit Sounds straight man But like that's not my name right. Like how did nigga Like yeah you got We gotta give you A new rap name Nigga what yeah. I've been saying This rap name Since I was 12 years old <laughs> Right Like I, No man Uh, Those is I mean uh, College Dropout College Dropout Had a sound too Yeah it It's did. one song That didn't fit though What song Um, The joint with uh, it's one wax song on the album, low key. Not wax song, but um, who and somebody from Detroit made this beat, which is unfortunate. The shit with consequence. Uh, uh-uh. um, Kanye college dropout. It was um, damn. 
wrong, nigga. The anticipation. Uh, all right. <laughs> got spaceship, Jesus walk, never let me down. Get him high, workout plan, slow jam, breathe in, breathe out. Kind of whack. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was breathe in, breathe out with Looter. That shit didn't really fit. No, nah, shit through Looter on Kanye. Breathe out. Shit through Looter on Kanye out. workout plan. Yeah. Yeah, the breathe in, breathe out, that was the only shit that didn't necessarily fit with the with the with the whole album. Yeah. Yeah. Hey man, not every album's gonna be perfect. I mean, classic albums even got misses on them. That's true. Damn. Yeah. Is it an album with no misses? Life after death. Life after death. Yeah, that might be it. <laughs> that might be it. What's a miss on Illmatic? Mm. It's on there. It oh, is. Dude, like it. It exists. Hold on now, because it's on there. It's a memory lane. Nah, nah, can't be that. <laughs> I don't know if there's a miss on there, dog. Uh, Illmatic, there's yeah. got to be. You sure? It's a miss on every classic album. It may not be. It's not a miss on every classic album. May not be. I don't know. Is there a miss on um, on DMX first album? Like, what song does what, what didn't belong? Didn't belong. It just wasn't a hit. I mean, every single song can't be the hit. I don't know. I feel like on dark. <laughs> Maybe looking through my eyes. Look through my eyes. See what I see. Do what I do. Be what I be. Walk in your shoes. It'll hurt you. Man, fuck out of here, dog. I said maybe. Maybe. Burning in hell, but don't deserve to be. Because niggas, I don't even know the one to murder me. Come on, fam. I just think all the mother songs are so strong, man. You, you fuck around and forget. You know what I'm saying? If something yeah. that I think that's what make a classic. If them if the mother tracks is strong, strong, powerful tracks. You know pop, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You kind of ignore the nah. When get at me, dog <laughs> is your lead single, and niggas had never heard a motherfucker nah, growling and rapping like that. that. Fuck me. Why up. the fuck did DMX diss Tupac? Because they both black and bald head. I don't know. Nigga ain't got shit else better to do. That nigga said, and yo, for real, the nigga Tupac can suck my dick. Like, why, nigga? He, like, why? He needed something to rhyme. (laughs) (laughs) Nigga start reaching. Oh, shit. (laughs) Late night in the studio, them bars ain't coming as as quick as they was. (laughs) I'm like, nigga, it don't make no goddamn sense for you to just diss Pac out out of blue. Like, nigga been dead two years and shit. Like, fuck off. Can't diss me back. (laughs) Shit, wow. Um, man, but where, where can people uh, find the uh, the the clothing, the music, the whole nine? Uh, the clothing uh, website, refreshus15. dot uh, bigcartel. dot com. Um, new website on the way, so that that name's gonna change. But that's where we have, you know, we're just gonna you know get it shorter down to refresh15.com. dot com. But um, that's that's what we're working on now. Um, Catch me on, you can reach me on Instagram, Refresh15, Twitter, Refresh15. And um, the music, streaming on any site, all streaming sites, you know, Apple Music, Tidal, Google Play, Amazon, anything you got is there. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, You know, traditionally, and I ain't no need to break tradition, whenever we have a musical guest in the building, that is always our music pick for the week. So no need to break tradition in 2019. Mo Corleone, based on actual events, like you said, you can get it on any streaming platform. Anywhere you can find music, you can find it. We're going to have a link in the episode description, so just click on that shit, so you'll be good. All right, man. Whose man's is this? Come on. 
All right. So we do this little segment called Whose Man's Is This? Somebody does something this week. And be like, like, fam, who mans is this? Who man? bought this nigga with him? Um, and like initially, I didn't think this situation was a big deal. Okay. But you know, a few of the the, the black women on my timeline pointed some things out to me. And hey man, that's the last and, demographic you want to make mad. Well, no, and not even that, but just how like a black woman does, they usually write. And uh, we're gonna go right here, right quick. Under fire tonight for comments he made during an interview, what he said about wanting to kill someone. Here's ABC's Lindsay Davis. A brutally honest admission from actor Liam Neeson in an interview with The Independent, promoting his latest movie, Cold Pursuit, where he plays a man seeking revenge. Gonna kill him. He says he understands the rage that can drive a person to revenge, sharing his own real-life reaction to hearing that a woman close to him was raped. I asked, did you know who it was? No. What color were they? She said it was a black person. The actor says he actually carried a billy club-like weapon called a kosh. I went up and down areas with a kosh, hoping I'd be approached by somebody. I'm ashamed to say that, and I did it for maybe a week, hoping some black would come out of a pub and have a go at me about something, you know, so that I could kill him. Neeson says he... All right, so a friend of his gets raped... Uh, first thing he asks her is, what color was he? Red flag number one. You know what I'm saying? So at first I was like, listen, this should happen 40 years ago. He's rest- he's, he's telling a story that happened 40 years ago, right? So I'm like, what y'all going to be fake caring about next? Because 40, I like I, I care, but like I don't really care because who the fuck is, uh, we don't care about Liam Nissen in real life. But then... Nigga, this Black History Month, fam. <laughs> like, you can't you can't be all loose with the shit in Black History Month. But t- the first red flag was, what color was he? The second red flag is, because he, he on this thing, like, I'm not a racist and I don't shit like that. In 2019, you said what I was looking for. I was look, walking around looking for the first black bastard I can see. When you said blastard, you changed the complexion of this this conversation. No pun intended. Because why didn't you say I was looking for somebody black? Because so you said this black bastard, as in like you still got some contempt in your heart right. for black people. And you said that t- currently. 2019. 2019, fam. Like, fuck is wrong. First off, who mans is this? Like, you promoing a movie. Why are you talking about this shit? Like, I know you're not from here. And I know you old. But like, no excuses. Don't get your old ass whooped, nigga. That's movies. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, you nice and taken. You, <laughs> you know, know what I'm saying? saying? Don't get nice. your, your fucking <laughs> life taken, nigga. Uh, uh, call my phone, somebody. I got a special set of skills. Beat the fuck out your old ass. <laughs> hey, nigga, I got a rusty ass 38, <laughs> and this bitch will blow limbs off. Oh yeah. Like, no, man. man this, hold the I mean, I can't. I can't support <laughs> nobody who walking around town for a week looking for anybody black. So you can kill him. And I bet you, you you walked into a nigga in a fucking week that was black, but your bitch ass ain't do shit. Right. Oh, yeah. So now you just. No, that doesn't look like him. Right. <laughs> I'm going to so, keep it moving. So what you're doing right now, exactly, you getting in this interview trying to front like you tough. And while you fronting like you tough, you getting live with black folks currently because you call them black bastards. 
Who mans is this? Fuck out of here, Liam Nielsen. <laughs> Get your damn life taken. Hey, my nigga, Taken is a good movie. You understand? Like the I first feel, time I saw uh, it, I feel like they should play Taken all day on Father's Day. They might as well. They's Taken one, Taken two, no, taking just Taken three, just Taken one, Taken again, <laughs> Taken one more time. Like goddamn, nigga, we on part twelve of the same fucking movie. Just Taken one, but like in real life, you an actor, my nigga. You an actor. You got a job that you go to, and then you go home. And I want that nigga to play uh, Snake in Metal Gear if they ever did one. But fuck that nigga, nah. Nah. You can't do that shit in Black History Month. Say that shit to next month, nigga. Nah, say that shit. Say it, say it in the marriage of house. Get it out your system and let that be the end of like, it. Why'd you bring this shit up? Because he he's the same tough guy in real life that he play in the movies. That's what you want niggas to know. That nigga damn Don't it. fuck around with Liam Neeson. Man, Google him. He damn near 70 years old. You go get your old ass and knock the fuck out, dog. Is there, thing, is there such a thing as grandpa strength? We you talking about old man strength. Is there senior citizen strength? Man, what, where are you from? What's his nationality? I don't know. If you black in 70, you might got some, some grandpa strength. Our genes look different. I don't know if in fucking Czechoslovakia, wherever that nigga from. <laughs> Czechoslovakia. Uh, I don't think they got it like that. Uh, I'm cool with that. Yeah, man, who mans is this? You got a who bars is this for this week? Uh, Did we have a winner from last week? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you just kind of slacked off on that. I, I did kind of slack off, man. I've been like it's been a tough week. And all I, right, we, we'll check the winner first, <laughs> and then we'll we'll revisit this on episode one forty one. Got like four pages. I'm managing. Dog. I just be I don't I don't be looking at all the comments sometimes. Okay, I mean tag me. You got to tag. See a tag. Then it's then you might pay attention. Because if it's I got I got it's too many. <laughs> what what the fuck was that? Move? Scrolling and shit. You know what I'm saying? It'd be too many to look at sometimes. Okay, uh, it's time for the benediction. Yeah. Hey, man, this Dame going wild on anything that matters. Twitter, Instagram. Tell your mama or your cousin with the fat ass to at me. <laughs> uh, Jay Johnson, 313 on um, all that shit. Um, more importantly, follow Shop Talk Podcast. I did get suspended from Twitter this week. I seen you made that. What happened? You know how I often say, like, it's not cheaper to keep her. It's cheaper to kill her. Somebody reported that shit. Yeah, and, <laughs> and Twitter suspended my ass for like three days. Who you think reported it? Probably one of my kids' mothers. I don't. Who knows? I don't need to kill all of you all. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> all I'm just saying, I just need that life insurance policy to mature on just one of you. And now I'm supposed to promote the the Shop Talk podcast after some shit like that. Okay, okay but just edit it out. Okay. Just edit it out. <laughs> you already got uninvited to a wedding shit. I did, but that wedding's not going down. What you we'll, mean? we'll speak on that on the next episode. We got a follow up. That wedding's not going down. Okay. Well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Uh, Shop Talk podcast. Follow Shop Talk podcast studios. And um, I'm not saying we the Rockefeller podcast, but we are Jay and Dame. Hell yeah. Peace. Mm.